The International Symphony Orchestra is at the movies this weekend. The Port Huron, Michigan, Sarnia, Ontario-based group showcases original film scores and famous instances of classical music used in film this Friday and Saturday. And International Symphony Orchestra Executive Director Anthony Wing will be doing some of the heavy lifting. When he performs the second and third movement of Mozart's 21st Piano Concerto this weekend, he won't be playing on an ordinary piano. Instead, he's challenged himself to perform on a replica of the 1780s Viennese grand piano that Mozart used to debut the work. The newly built forte piano in Mozart's style is the creation of Port Huron instrument maker Tom Schul. Tom starts off our conversation about this weekend's program that features his instrument. You'd say, yeah, that's a piano, but it's not a modern piano, which has big, heavy, woolly felt hammers. This has little tiny wooden hammers with one coat of leather on them, and it's very bright. And it's great because the dynamic shading is almost instantaneous from quiet to loud and back and forth again. It really is a forte piano, which means loud, soft in Italian, of course. And uh, Tom happened to have oak lying around, so he so he built an oak case casement for it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's oak quite scrap, sturdy. as a matter of fact. <laughs> Tom Schul is the instrument maker. Anthony Wing is the instrument player. Uh, this weekend's program with the International Symphony Orchestra First on the 21st, 7.30 at Northern High School Theater in Port Huron, and then the 22nd Imperial Theater in uh, Sarnia, Michigan, uh, Sarnia, Ontario, sorry about that, both uh, at 7.30 p.m., uh, both of those uh, programs. Kind of give us a a bird's eye view of all of it, though. We've been talking about Mozart and the solo that you'll play. It's a movie music program. That's right. And uh, um, so, which draws uh, from both sides uh, the... um, the music written is specifically for a film, and the music borrowed for a film from the classical canon. So, of course, we're starting off with *Thieving Magpie*, made famous by um, its uh, its use in the clock in the, in, the, in the *Clockwork Orange*, and of course in you know *Bugs Bunny*. Including the um, concert with uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, in all there are uh, there are uh, there are eight numbers. We'll do the Elvira Madigan in the second half, right after Night on Bald Mountain, uh, which our conductor uh, Douglas Bianchi uh, suggested. Uh, the rest, uh, well, you know, you can't do it at the movies without a bit of Harry uh, Potter. So uh, that'll so that'll be the first half. Plus, we'll do a film tribute suite to uh, the work of John Williams. We've got Hans Zimmer, we've got John Williams, we've got Howard Shore, uh, three great contemporary film composers and uh, their scores for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings. Uh, A lot of borrowing from the classical canon, Mozart, which we were just talking about. And then uh, we were also talking before we came into the studio about the use of classical music by the great film director, Stanley Kubrick. We've got Clockwork Orange, but so many other films that yes. uh, you know you almost forget how many there are, starting with 2001 and going back to, yeah, it, it was, to others. It was almost as if thematically he would focus on a different composer or a different set each film. In Eyes Wide Shut, he used mostly um, Shostakovich. By the end, and he was starting out with Strauss there, and with um, in uh, in uh, uh, in uh, 2001. So I looked back because I I knew we were going to program um, the Rossini, and I looked back to see how he used it, and he used it throughout that film right. uh, to different parts of it, and uh, he uh, uh, arranged for a, a truncated uh, arrangement, 
to be heard on uh, the soundtrack. And uh, so we're doing the full overture, and so it's got all these extra bits that uh, they somehow uh, attack the ear a bit because I'm so used to hearing it either the, the, uh, you, know, you know the way Kubrick used it or right. uh, or like the way Looney Tunes did. In that one scene where uh, Malcolm McDowell is kind of kicking on his friends who are about to, to turn on him, it's sort of funny and, and ironic and creepy like the whole movie. Yes, this uplifting score <laughs> used while he's uh, pounding his friends and throwing them all in, in, into the canal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Well, it's a nice <laughs> blend of like 18th century, 19th century versus modern um, dystopia society. It's a very good mix, I think. As we walked along the Flatlock Marina, I was calm on the outside, but thinking all the time. So now it was to be Georgie the General, saying what we should do and what not to do, and dim as his mindless, grinning bulldog. But suddenly I vidded that thinking was for the gloopy ones, and that the Omni ones used like inspiration and what bog sends. For now it was lovely music that came to my aid. There was a window open with a stereo on, and I vidied right at once what to do. I think it was cool the way he brought in contemporary Bach, too, using Wendy oh, Carlos. Works great. Oh, switched on Bach, that the, which was just big at the just yeah, big. at the time. Yeah, yeah. the. Um, uh, this uh, this futuristic idea, which uh, and the film still looks modern, still looks uh, operatic. Anthony Wing is the executive director of the International Symphony Orchestra. He's going to play some Mozart on Tom Schul's instrument. He's an instrument maker based out of Port Huron, Michigan. Tom, I was looking at a video about some of your instruments. I saw a harpsichord, and then I saw, I think you might have called it like a boudoir harpsichord. Oh, that's a That, that was so instrument. cool. Tell us that's about that little, instrument. Uh, they made boudoir pianos, and they made boudoir harpsichords. And, of course, ladies who had a little more money had maids who would dress them. And because there weren't any boom boxes back then and you were in your boudoir, you would have this little spinet on your lap and your maids would be putting your clothes on and doing your hair and your makeup. And it was just an octave or two octave worth of notes. Right. And there's actually a piano. At it's like the, the size of a shoebox. Oh, it's, t- it's 12 notes. Wow. Yeah. And actually it plays every single one, four, and five chord in every key. So if you're good enough, you can accompany anybody with it. It fit a lot of music. It's interesting that I put little boxes in there so you could put jewelry in it. And it's just the cutest thing. It's a huggable harpsichord is what it is. A huggable harpsichord. <laughs> what makes for a good reproduction modern instrument? Now, they were making bad harpsichords for most of the 19th and the 20th century. Mm. But what you have to have is an instrument that embodies the sound of the originals and the playability. And in my instruments, if you could see them, I go to the trouble of decorating them in the time period as well. So I do faux marbling and I do... Uh, gold leafing and anything you want. I do hot glue veneering better than than God makes trees. Okay, I hate to say that, but the piano that we're using right now is a typical Viennese instrument that is all wood. It's just beautiful, and I love doing natural wood finishes. And most of my instruments are painted, so I never get to do it. 
Mm. But I like both schools of design either way. When did you start making instruments? Oh, I had the piano course when I was a kid, which we all had. It was the John Thompson's third grade oh. piano your, your course. Your dad steered you and your siblings exactly. towards, towards in, the in keyboards. That book, is a picture of Handel playing the harpsichord, and I said, sixth grade, I gotta get one of those. You've got plenty of work as the executive director, too, uh, Anthony, of the International Symphony. Why did you also want to be a soloist? Oh, uh, well, Peter, you, you know, I, I've always been a cheap date. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and we felt it would be both uh, a cost-saving measure um, you know, and uh, uh, and a chance to demonstrate to our audiences that it does take an awful lot of uh, work, and sometimes people just aren't good enough. <laughs> so, uh, so I thought, well, let's get to, let's call Tom and let's get a period for you. Well, not? executive directors uh, take note and, d- and do some doubling. Anthony Wang is the executive director and pianist. Instrument maker Tom Shule is here. Thanks for joining us today at WRCJ. That was a pleasure. Thanks so much.